0: Welcome to the HR edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today's episode is with Esther Frey, the Vice President of Technology Staffing Services at Robert Half Technology. Uh, Thanks so much for joining the B2B Nation, Esther.
1: Thanks, Josh. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I want to start us off here. Uh, you guys just released a, a really interesting study um, with Enactus on you surveyed some some academics, some students, trying to understand from a staffing and hiring perspective how these students are impacting the workforce. So uh, I want to hear, I guess, sort of a higher level description of what were some of the biggest you know, takeaways from that study. Um, and uh, we'll really dive in deep uh, from there.
1: So yeah, we just released this white paper on Generation Z and we're defining Generation Z as um, people born between 1990 and 99. And really the, the um, five kind of career insights that I would pick. Um, number one, I would say this generation is skewed to preferring more of a traditional office setting. So most of the people um, polled really prefer to work in a traditional office environment rather than remote. So that's just an interesting piece. Um, and then they we're kind of referring to this generation as the reality check generation because they have seen their parents and grandparents weather some difficult economic times in the past decade. So because of that, an interesting piece that's come out is 77% of the people polled believe that they have to work or going to have to work harder. Um, to have a satisfying professional life compared to past generations. So it's kind of the the reality check piece that maybe the millennial generation wasn't known for. Um, And then an additional piece maybe would be they expect to advance fairly quickly, which I think most millennials do as well, but they expect to work for an average of four companies in their lifetime. So a little bit more stability and longer term employment, Um, Not as interested in fancy job titles, really more interested in responsibility, but um, interested also in a boss that is honest and has integrity. So that was loud and clear in terms of qualities that they were looking for in a supervisor. Um, That was followed by mentoring and passion for the business. But um, the honesty and transparency and integrity really came across loud and clear, And then um, last, I would think that's important to highlight is this group of people has grown up in a time where they've always been connected. They haven't known the world without the internet, Um, but they do believe in face-to-face communication and they prefer that when it comes to work. And I think that's because it's coaching and mentoring and immediate feedback that they're looking for. Um, and also a highly multi-generational um, workplace, right? When you're when you put all these ages and experiences together, um, they believe that you know they're going to be able to get along with all of those generations. Maybe have their most challenge in working with baby boomers, but um, just probably the biggest age gap, right?
0: They sort of seem a little bit like the anti-millennial. A couple of the things you just mentioned are. I feel like pretty intense trends that I've heard, at least from millennials, you know, the idea of working remotely, I, I've had, uh, you know, I can't even count the number of podcast episodes where people are like, yeah, you know, in 10 years, everyone's going to be working remotely. And I mean, Great. not, not quite to that extent, but uh, you know, that's sort of the, the trend that we've seen. And it's interesting. I mean, I guess this sort of points back to the cyclical nature of almost everything, you know, we're going almost right. back to how swings. exactly yes. yeah, how, our, how yes. our parents were. Do you agree with that, Esther?
1: I think every every generation has a lot in common in terms of we all want career advancement we all want to do rewarding work you know i mean they're more similar than they are different but when you talk about how they are different I would say there's just a lot of information from these studies that come out that say that this age of worker is more interested in stability and a little bit more pragmatic than the millennials before them. So um, we see them opting for mid size or larger corporations over the startup environment because they have seen maybe their parents' generation get burned by that experience, right? Um, They're more interested in good healthcare benefits and insurance, just a little bit more um, grounded in, in the the reality of of what can happen in the in their work experience.
0: What can hiring managers sort of do to attract and retain this this generation? I mean, if stability is such an important thing, and you know, you mentioned benefits and things, like healthcare really important. Is that you know something that companies need to start incorporating more and in, in paying a closer eye to?
1: Well, I think something that people can do to prepare for this generation would be to think about that face to face piece. Um, Communication with these professionals might be the main thing to focus on because they have been used to a lot of parental guidance and other guidance in their life, whether it's coaches or, you know, teachers that are readily available during their education experience. So they go into the workforce expecting that type of Direct communication interaction, so I would say more FaceTime. I mean, more FaceTime with coworkers, more, more FaceTime with with managers, and they expect that communication to be in person. So um, that's maybe something from a preparation perspective that would be important. And then in terms of uh, recruiting these individuals, because you know I come from a recruitment background, so we're always thinking about how do you speak to the newest you know group of people that would be coming into the workforce, and one of the things I would really recommend is um, taking a look at your online presence because this generation will search online and look at online information first. So if your company doesn't have a healthy online presence, you're going to want to um, pay attention to that and make sure that you know you you can readily see what your business does from an, an online perspective.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And what sort of career path and environment? I know you touched on this a little bit before, but are these folks looking for?
1: like any generation, you want a direct path, a direct career path and understand where you're going next. And that's something that this group craves as well. Um, they don't expect maybe as fast of advancement. They expect to be in their jobs, you know, working and proving, um, you know, their contributions just because of what they have seen. They certainly have a uh, strong creativity. They're going to be looking for ways to change or innovate. Um, And they might, the studies have shown kind of in our information, at least that they will maybe want to dismiss some of the more proven solutions that we've, you know, used in the past might try to, you know, reinvent processes that we already have. But, um, you know, I, I think that can always be a good thing and they want to have a positive impact on society as well. So uh, we saw 40% of our respondents say that it was really important to them that they were making a difference or making a positive impact in their job.
0: Were there sort of any challenges that that this study points to? Are there any, you know, not necessarily red flags, but things to look at from a hiring perspective or to be more aware of? I know we sort of talked about the good things and what, you know, Gen Z is looking for, but uh, what what are some of the the sort of challenges uh, as well?
1: Well, I would think when you were talking about challenges of recruiting, I think it's important to be transparent and show somebody how they can grow in their career, make sure they see advancements, um, make sure that job offers are focused on kind of the black and white of benefits and stability. Um, make sure that you show the, your firm's philanthropic programs because this is a generation that really cares about ties to the community and social responsibility. So making sure that you highlight that when you're recruiting people, I think is important. And then that online presence that we talked about before, um, you know you can't really ignore um, what your company looks like online. you You have to have a great online presence and have a good brand presence because whether it's social media or um, just plain website information, um, you know paying attention to, whether it's Yelp reviews or, you know, all of the tools that people use online.
0: Esther, something else too I want to touch on real quick here uh, before we get into our sponsor is uh, obviously you guys at Robert Half are really into understanding current technology, hiring trends. Uh, how does this conversation sort of live uh, within the uh, conversation about salary? Uh, I know you mentioned that Gen Z is a little bit more interested in benefits and things like healthcare, but in general, how, how does sort of like a salary and the way that we've seen salaries change? impact this conversation.
1: Well, I can speak to our um, specifically our technology salary guide, and you know we put out an annual salary guide that's comprised of all of the data of all of the placements we do across the country. We do a separate guide for Canada as well, and we also interview all of our um, you know a, a large portion of the CIOs and CTOs that we work with. So all of that data compiled together um, indicates that this year we should have a 5.3% on average pay increase for salaries starting salaries um, in technology. So it bodes well for all of these individuals. You know, they're coming out of school and, um, you know, able to land secure positions. Unemployment in, in technology remains, you know, fairly low. So it's difficult for companies to find good workers. Um, so if you can find people that have, you know, those, those technology degrees and then also have those soft skills that give them the ability to communicate what they know, know, Um, it's a it's an excellent market for a graduating technology professional
0: when uh, I guess do you think most companies should start to implement this I mean is this something that you start right away I guess if you mentioned Gen Z is from you said 1990 to 1999 so how do you sort of know with something like this what's sort of the outlook for the next couple years with how Gen Z is impacting the workforce
1: I don't think it's necessarily something that's a hard shift from what anyone's doing. I think it's layering in to just appeal to a broader audience and making sure that you're capturing everyone who could be qualified. So, you know, if you if you haven't really thought about your online recruitment or social media in the past, maybe you just layer that in as another component. Um, but it's something that would benefit any company for any age, because social media is used for for more than just generation, than this generation, as an example. But we're not seeing, you know, the survey that we did was just with 18 to 25-year-olds. So we still have individuals that aren't even, you know, in the workforce yet that we won't know what their attitudes are like or if they'll stay consistent but um so so i think that it's not that different from what we're doing already but just being more mindful of hey there's going to be candidates that are coming in the door that are going to expect maybe a little more focus on um, the community connection or long-term advancement and how am i going to have mentorship and coaching and um, you know will i have a lot of face time with my manager and is that that different from what you know, the average worker would want. It might not be that different, but it's just, you know, small nuances.
0: You obviously uh, were a presenter in a workshop last year at Interop, but uh, I want to know what are you most looking forward to this year coming up?
1: You know, I really look forward to the Women in Technology breakout. Um, I'm pretty passionate about that topic. We only have 25% of IT workers are women, and um, it hasn't really changed. It's not really growing. And so, anything that I can do to further that cause and understand why that is, or how we get more women to not only go into technology, but stay in technology, because there's a, a lot of the the workshops that I've done. We've also talked about women leaving technology to do other things. So how do we retain and, and grow that portion of our workforce? We have jobs that go unfilled every day. You know, we have we have clients that are calling us. There's a lot of demand for great technology staff. And if I can get more women involved in technology, um, it's always something I'm passionate about. So I look forward to that portion of Interop, that subgroup.
0: Absolutely. And. Try and tie everything together here. Is there a trend with Gen Z? You know, and more women are are they going into technology, or is this going to be something that we sort of have to start in elementary school, and middle school, and high school? Or what what would you say there?
1: I think we have to start earlier. We have to start um, showing you know girls at a young age that there are a lot of job options that um, still have the creativity, or maybe some of the more traditional. Um, you know, skills that girls gravitate towards because we're finding that they have some of the soft skills coming more naturally to them in terms of communication that um, are really needed in in technology positions. So there's a lot to take advantage of, but it does have to start earlier because people make choices, you know, in high schools and colleges and go certain paths. And uh, so exposure early, I think is important for sure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. And uh, Esther, how how can our listeners find out more about you and about Robert Half?
1: So they can certainly go to roberthalf.com and look at our various teams. Um, I work with Robert Half Technology and the Creative Group specifically, and they can always contact me. Um, I my email address is e s t e r dot frey f r e y at roberthalf.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thank you again uh, for joining me today, Uh, Esther. Really looking uh, forward to uh, meeting up at Interop and uh, uh, getting this one out to the world. Okay, thanks, Josh. To find out more about B2B Nation, please check us out on Twitter, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Give us a tweet, a follow, a subscription, or a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.